Hello and welcome to Bad Songwriter Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Holmquist. We're here today with Indigo from the Chicago band Awe. How are you? I am alive. How are you doing? (laughs) Also alive. We're both here on this podcast and we are living, um, which is about all you can ask (laughs) these days. Hopefully living in nicer weather soon. I mean, it's been nicer here in Chicago and it's going to get shitty again, but then it's going to become summer and we can go outside at least. Yeah. And that's what I'm excited about. I've been just sitting in the window, just like with my face up against the screen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have some bad songs to share with us today. I do. Some tracks from the past. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm excited to listen to them. Uh, When when did you first start writing music? Oh, God. Uh, So early that I don't even know when yeah yeah because basically it was just I mean of course like when you're a child child writing stuff is just like (laughs) so there used to be like letter the note names written on the keyboard that I had and I used to just like write the letters in succession for songs that I had so (laughs) just really bad melodies I had no idea what I wrote down I was just like oh well it's like g g g my parents would be like okay good job okay (laughs) but yeah I started actually writing songs probably when I was 12 or so. I started gigging when I was like 14. It's like my first band was then. So that that's probably when I started, started. <laughs> yeah. What, what kind of places were you playing at 14? Um, so I lived in Utah at the time and we just played in this like little weird DIY venue called the Paris Cafe the first time we, were play- we played. And yeah, it's just like, it is total DIY venue. Like he had kind of rolled in some, the owner, Ernie, had rolled in some like uh, arcade machines and it was like this run down like old retail storefront that nobody had rented out for like 15 years. <laughs> it was, you know, it was total DIY venue energy. Mm-hmm. But there was another spot um, in town that we started playing at after that, especially that place shut down pretty quickly. Um, but there was an old standard in Ogden that shut down in 2015 but it was called mojos and that was there for a little over a decade and that place was really cute it had cute diy venue energy you know they had like a coffee maker and somebody ran the door every night and everyone knew each other and we played there like all the time but yeah there were a few other venues in, in utah that we played but that was like the main haunt that was where everybody played all the time and hung out and mm-hmm. <laughs> it's utah <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. I assume only so many places. Were you in like multiple bands? Were you in like one band for a long time at that point? Yeah, I have kind of like serial front personitis. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah. A deadly disease. <laughs> it's a deadly disease. Yeah. So I was just in, in the one band um, consistently. I like started at 12 and there was this one little band, but that never did anything. And so I was in this band Brain Dead Constance for most of being a teenager we broke up. There were a couple of little things that I tried to do. I played acoustic sometimes, but yeah, it was just like usually me and my guitar or me and my pop punk band. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we should get into these tracks then. We should just start listening. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it'll be great. We'll get through it. Yeah. What's the first one that you brought? We're going to do Young Vampires, I think, because that's the least grating. Um, I hate this. I did this on uh, an acoustic EP that I recorded my senior year of high school. It's just the lyrics are so dumb. <laughs> I just... Yeah. <laughs> I 
casket and pretend I feel like for me, a lot of my like really old stuff that I have recorded, a lot of the stuff I wrote in like middle and high school, is the cringiest to me because of the lyrics. And part of that was because I read like a lot of like YA, like fantasy and science fiction, and then Same. I would like. I would like write songs about like characters from those books or like, you know, sort of like fantastical <laughs> lyrics like that, that, you know, now that when I listen back to them, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, I like, I was trying so hard to keep writing music because I was really depressed after my band broke up. Yeah, and yeah. And everything I wrote after that for like three years is all garbage, which is what all of these songs are from that period, like 18, 19. Mm-hmm. It's just... Why did I revert so hard? <laughs> I sound like a 13-year-old. You <laughs> don't even like monsters like me. Maybe you'll see that you My mom paid to have somebody professionally record this. <laughs> She was like, I love these songs. She still oh tries gosh, to make me so play this. Sweet. I'm like, Mom, why do no. you like this? <laughs> yeah. No shade to my mom. She's my biggest supporter, but maybe a little too Absolutely. big. <laughs> yeah, I have, there's some older stuff that I know. The people are sometimes like, oh, would you ever like play that again? Or like, you should re-record that. I'm like, no, I don't think so. Like, I don't think I'm going to pay money to re-record this. And I don't think I can like revisit these songs anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, I feel that. That is just my constant mood with my mom. Because I'll be like, oh, I'm recording this new album. And she's like, well, you know, I love those old songs. I'm like, I wrote those like seven years ago. I'm 23. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I'm also like, came out of the closet, so a lot of these lyrics don't make any sense anyway anymore. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. I know, sometimes my mom will say that too, she's like, I like some of your older stuff, because there's a lot that was like a little more gentle or whatever. Mm -hmm. Not that I don't write some gentle things, but I've gotten into like louder music, and she's like, what about the stuff you played on the ukulele? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I hear that. (laughs) The guitar tone wasn't too bad, though. It was it was no. cute, you know. But again, yeah. like a real person recorded it in a nice, quiet room, so <laughs> I would hope it sounded all right. So yeah, that's Young Vampires. What What's the next one you have? Um, so this one is Soulmate. I wrote this little EP all alone um, in the summer between freshman and sophomore year of college because I was trying to make myself write music again. <laughs> I was like, okay, come on, you're in music school. You can write music. And I figured out that you could use GarageBand on an iPad. And I had this like really mm-hmm. crappy iPad mini that my mom won in like a biz- at a business conference or something. And I was like, okay, tight. I'm going to record an EP on this iPad mini. And you can tell 
because <laughs> the strings don't make any sense. I strain my voice really hard, which doesn't make any sense because everything in there is in my range. So I just sound like I'm dying at certain points. <laughs> and also, this is where I discovered that I just like cannot write anything positive or love songy because it comes off as just like toddler experiencing emotions for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, here's this um, absolutely awful doo-wop-esque iPad <laughs> mini demo that I actually posted to Bandcamp. <laughs> Hell yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. Sunshine crawled into my window last night and dragged me streaming to the morning. <laughs> I love your face right now. This is amazing. <laughs> I was like, I'm Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> my throat what was that (laughs) (laughs) i forgot about the tremolo amp (laughs) oh my gosh what's the guitar melt like what am i doing (laughs) i've been playing music for like 10 years at this point and it sounds like i have never heard music before I could do better. <laughs> I doubt that, but there's some pretty cool AI also, music. Also, I fear AI. So oh yeah, who knows? I'm scared of it. The one thing about listening to this is just like, wow, I really have improved a lot. I know that is the nice thing because sometimes. I think for me, especially like on guitar, because it wasn't my first instrument, and I'm like self-taught um, for the most part on guitar. Like for a long time, I was just like, I'm just terrible at it, whatever. But I, now I listen back to like my early songs on guitar, and I'm like, no, I've definitely gotten a lot better, and it's like that is a fact. <laughs> so at least I have. That. Yeah, no, it's incredible, and I felt so bad writing these terrible songs because I felt really good about the songs that I played with like Braindead Constance and I still stand mm-hmm. by those like I'll go back and fortunately there's tons of videos of us playing and I'll go back Hell and look yeah. at them and be like this bangs this is like super fun but I didn't really know how to write music alone you know not yeah. bouncing it off of anybody at all and like having collaboration that really helps a lot <laughs> And actually making good music. Yeah. At least for me. Sometimes you just need someone to tell you, oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, if it's all just in your own head, it's it's hard to, like, tell whether or not... It's hard for you to be the only person determining, is this worth working on? Does this sound good? Like, is this a song, you know? Yeah. Also, yeah, I didn't know how to do harmonies or anything. Actually, this is incredible because I'm thinking about all the stuff that I've recorded on my own since then. 
<laughs> I'm just like, is this? That was only like four years ago, and I can't. I cannot actually believe how much better even just like my concept of overdubbing myself is. Just that, you know. Yeah. Keep practicing, kids. <laughs> you do actually get it better. Really, it, right. It really does help if you practice. Yeah. Like you'll go from people being like, oh, that's nice, sweetie, to being like, oh, that was actually really good. I enjoy this. I listen to this all the time. That's the best. That right. is the best feeling in the world is like when people are suddenly like, no, this is like one of my favorite songs. And you're like, I I wrote something that's one of your favorite songs. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so I know. Good. It's it's like incredible, you know, whenever I'm feeling bad, I remind myself that like people will put songs I've written on their playlists or people like independently listen to the songs without me being like, please listen, you know, and like even if one person does that, that feels pretty good to me. Like somebody is enjoying a thing I've created. Yeah, we have a we have a friend that's like ended up being kind of a super fan of ours and no, they just like shared their Spotify wrapped and like all of our songs were in the top and I was like. This feels so nice. You just listen to me on the bus. <laughs> yeah. This is so good. <laughs> it just It's super sweet. It just cheered me up so much. I was like, we make good bus ride music. <laughs> <laughs> and that's an important kind of music. You need that traveling. Right. Music. It's, you need that music you can listen to while commuting. It's the stuff that people just like want to listen to all the time. And that's what feels really good because it's not just like, oh, I go to this like just when I'm upset or like just when I'm feeling this way. It's right. just like you can just put that on whenever you feel like it. And that feels good. Hell yeah. All right. I've been mentally preparing for this last one because it is the yes. worst thing I've recorded. First of all, it's like a phone memo. Actually, I think I recorded it onto my old laptop using like Audacity, I think. is Yes, mm-hmm. it was. It was Audacity. But also I did it just as like an assignment, quote unquote, because I took this songwriting class on Coursera right before I started college so I would kind of know the Mm -hmm. format of college classes that was kind of the only point and it actually totally helped me I was like oh cool now I know what college classes are formatted like (laughs) it did help so that was cool that's good um but this is the worst thing that has ever happened I don't okay okay (laughs) let's just let's just play it up beside me in his pride Trapped me between two doors of fool's gold To me for My ex had a gold Pontiac Pan Am with a broken transmission and that's that was the whole inspiration was like I remember riding around in my ex's really crappy car <laughs> That's so funny <laughs> The hand that feeds you lies heart attack Jack in his gold Pontiac trespassing on hollow ground And even if you pray yesterday doesn't come back We stood together on lovers leave Waking my love and putting it's like there's certain moments where I'm like, this could, this was almost a good melodic idea, and then I just stop, right. I stop following through on it and just switch to a different melodic idea. Why? How could you? That sleazy grin that got me through. Sleeping with. 
make your sense on my breath. Try to What's the What's the syllabic structure there at me? <laughs> you can't just talk really fast and make it. F I mean, you can, but that doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, people do do it. Mm -hmm. It works when it works. That was not mm -hmm. one of those instances. <laughs> These things are never sure. Yeah, they're never sure. Yeah. They're not just sure. use every cliche you know. <laughs> if you pray yesterday doesn't come back We stood together on lovers leave Sometimes I feel like you have to write the cliches first to like exercise them from your body so then they're like cleared out of there and then you're like, all right, now I can write not cliches. Yeah, it also helps you kind of figure out like, oh, this is how I turn this cliche around. Like if I want to use yes. it and do like funny play on cliches then we can do it this way. I was really, really into Fall Out Boy at the time. And I was so into that. I was yeah. like, yeah, let's like play on the cliches. Let's like subvert them. But, oh, what is this? When I modulate, I'm sorry. <laughs> this like completely ripped me out of it. I didn't even understand modulation. <laughs> it's just like, okay, let's yeah. just go up like two steps. This is gonna work. It's like you just throw a chord in there that's different. It's not in the key. It's so good. You can also tell that I was trying not to bother anybody. Yeah. I'm singing as quietly as I possibly can. But like right that, into the that mic. That is a roadblock. Right. Yeah. <laughs> There, you got through it. I did. You did it. That is something that nobody has ever seen except or heard except for me. And there it is. That was the worst thing I've ever well, written. <laughs> a world premiere. Thank you for sharing it here. I appreciate it. Thank you for for being the first person other than me to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure everybody appreciates it. I mean, like this is the thing that I love about it. I love. It makes me feel better about my terrible shit. I'm eventually going to do an episode of my own stuff, and there is some, there is some stuff that is going to be extremely painful for me to listen to, but I'll do it mm -hmm. um, because it like got me to where I am. I don't know, like this got you to where you are. Yeah, and I mean, I like I keep reminding myself, like, okay, you had to dig through all your stuff to find your three most embarrassing things. Think about all the other stuff, mm -hmm. like the literal like hundreds almost of songs that you were like no no this was all right this was a good idea this was like i'm not embarrassed about this you know totally because like yeah i feel like a lot of them it's like there are some like really standout bad ones right mm -hmm. but then there's a lot of songs you read they're just like they're sort of fine yeah it's like mediocre it's just like not that exciting yeah like i had posted on twitter the other day in preparation of this where i found something from that same ep that soulmate was on which I still think is a really, really good pop punk song. And I'm like, I love this song. I love the lyrics. I think it's super fun. And it was on the same, mm -hmm. like, terribly recorded iPad EP as Soulmate was, you know? It's like, yeah. sometimes you hit, sometimes you miss. <laughs> <laughs> totally. How would you say your um, songwriting process has changed over the years? I think that as an adult, I've kind of gone back to the way that I song wrote when I was, like, a teenager but, mm -hmm. but prior to, like, kind of 17 through just about 20. Those, like, three years of my life, 
were just like didn't do anything it was kind of just like a total blur honestly and like prior to 17 i just wrote all the time i really like to just kind of do both things at once because people always ask the question i'm sure you get it too where it's like do you write like the the song like the tune first or do you write the lyrics first (laughs) kind of thing Mm -hmm. um I always used to be like, well, I kind of come up with them at the same time. Like, sometimes I'll just get a melody in my head and I'll be like, ooh, I hear this, like, little poetic line. And I, then you just kind mm-hmm. of build it out slowly from there and let it reveal itself to you, which is usually how I how I write things is something will just pop into my head and I'll be like, ooh, that's a tasty tidbit. And then I think yeah. about it for, <laughs> like, a long time. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, the, that's my favorite way to write. Either that or coming up with a really really cool riff or chord progression and just suddenly being like ah i have all of the lyrics right now let's do this and yeah totally when i was in the part of my life where i was writing these really terrible songs and like going through the motions of writing it's like i came, became completely disconnected from what inspiration felt like at all and not that you even need inspiration to write but it's that I really believed you needed inspiration to write and then didn't have any inspiration at all and then was trying to write off of believing that you needed inspiration and yeah it just turns out kind of sounding for lack of a better word like constipated it's like it's like you're pushing something really hard and it's not it's nothing you know totally yeah I think I went through a period of a a few years in my 20s where I really was not writing a lot because like it was the same as you like I wrote a lot when I was younger mm-hmm. and then like a fair amount in college and then at some point in my 20s I just like hit a few years where it just wasn't happening and it was sort of like when I tried to force it it wasn't great and I was like maybe this is it I'm dried up <laughs> yeah I wrote all the songs I'm ever gonna write which was a very depressing thought but turned out not to be true I've thought that a lot in my life but it never is true yeah (laughs) or at least not yet I don't know I'm 31 still doing it so yeah that's like something that I'd really love to impress upon literally everyone because I feel like a lot of us go through that where it's like you have a couple of years where you're like oh my god I don't remember how to play music I can't do this anymore everything I write is awful I I've ruined my life (laughs) (laughs) I I am not the person I thought I was and then it comes back it always comes back you always like figure out how to just like relax and be inside yourself again and go okay let's just not force anything and just play music like we like to play music totally and I think like for me what things that have helped in the past too are like learning a new instrument switching from acoustic to electric Mm -hmm. felt like it opened up a lot of things for me you know like trying out different tunings buying a pedal I only have like one guitar pedal that I mess around with but because I'm just I haven't gone down that road yet that's an expensive road to go down the many many guitar pedals road which I would love to do but I just I don't know I'm I'm nervous about it yeah I do a lot of like retail therapy oh yeah no I feel (laughs) to make myself feel better I'm a Taurus moon so you know so like all the pandemic it's like what stupid thing can I buy myself to like give myself some momentary pleasure and so I feel like if I start doing that with guitar pedals it's not gonna go well for me financially yeah I worked I worked the accessories counter at guitar center when I was 19 um oh man and that was actually the best pedal don't buy a deterrent because all day you just have like dudes come in and mansplain pedals to you oh. and you're like who's behind the oh counter God, carl I bet. Oh i'm God. i'm behind the counter carl i'm the captain um <laughs> but i am really fortunate in that 
again yeah like i'm not much of a i've been playing guitar since i was like 12 but i'm not much of a guitar pedal person either (laughs) but Mm -hmm. i get the very wonderful benefits of my dad is a guitar player and loves to just like buy things and then he'll be like uh I don't know about this. I didn't get it for that much either. And like, none of my friends want to trade me anything for it. So do you want me to just send it to you? And so I get like funny little runoff pedals from my dad sometimes. And so that's fun. Or just like (laughs) gear. Cause he bought like a Roland JDXI like sampler. And he was like, I thought I was going to teach myself how to use this. And I just didn't. So do you want it? I was like, yes, I want it. Now I can do (laughs) robot voice. This is sick. Hell yeah. It's just like a, it's like a hardware harmonizer. It's so cool. <laughs> so yeah. That's I, awesome. I have that benefit too, where it's like my dad does play music and that's actually pretty much how I learned how to play anyway, was mm-hmm. just kind of like taking his stuff <laughs> and then playing it. Or like, yeah, like my mom um had like this cool, like old eighties like synthesizer that I was fascinated by. Um she she just like got me a keyboard because she saw I was fascinated by it and she was like, Here you go, like keyboard your heart out. So yeah, it was like the benefit is that my parents were already like interested in music and they were like, well, you like this. It occupies your time. Do it, <laughs> which was nice. Yes. I mean, it's like, it's obviously like super helpful to have parents who are like supportive of that in some way. I mean, like my, my both my parents like played guitar a little mm-hmm. bit. Like my mom had a guitar, but like, I don't, you know, at some point I guess I wanted to take piano lessons or they got me into it. And my grandparents gave us a piano. And so I was always think I started playing piano like five. So I'm grateful that I was like, had parents who were willing to pay for piano lessons mm-hmm. and like, let me do that. Cause you know, sort of otherwise, I mean, I'm sure I would have gotten into it some way, but it really helps when you have that like foundation and when you have parents who aren't going to get too annoyed with you for like banging away at the piano that's sitting in the living room for like hours on end. You know? Yeah, that was the nice thing. It's just like my dad was already would already be annoying by being like <laughs> up first thing in the morning playing Little Wing over and over again, <laughs> you know, or just some blues riff, some rock riff. Uh-huh. He'd get up, he'd have coffee. And he'd be playing it over and over and over and over again. So at least everybody was desensitized to somebody playing things over and over and over again in my house. But it was also like beneficial that I was the only child. So it's just like I was I was the maximum of annoying. Like (laughs) my parents would be like, bring your friends over. We want to be annoyed more. (laughs) You know, but Um, what are some things you've been listening to lately that you've been enjoying? Oh, I so I was listening to um, Jiraiya Radio the other day because I love Jiraiya mm-hmm. and I listen to Jiraiya all the time. Um, and I found this just amazing f- song called Go to Work by Kiwi Fruit, who mm-hmm. is also like a small artist, a small independent artist. And that was like, it's one of the most incredible like little hip hop tracks I've I've heard in a minute. It's just immaculate and it's just, it's so cute and I love it a lot. But I've also been listening to a lot of Amy Winehouse again. <laughs> That's like my old, I just go back and listen to every Amy Winehouse song and cry and also practice singing at the same time and just marvel at the lyricism. And yeah, I've been I've been sad posting to Amy Winehouse a lot. It's <laughs> <laughs> great music for it. Yeah. She, first of all, the session players that they got for those I mean of course it's like island records so they can afford to get mm-hmm. all of the best session players but they are literally just absolutely immaculate musicians 
and then you just have this like voice that seems to come from just beyond perception and it's just really incredible to to listen to music that really is just like an experience yeah like that sometimes where it's just like wow this is just unfathomably just good well thank you so much for being on the podcast thank you for having me it was so nice to talk to somebody (laughs) (laughs) that's how i feel every time i do this (laughs) and thank you everybody for listening bye doodles You can find Oz Music in the episode description, and you can find us on Instagram at BadSongwriter and on Twitter at Bad underscore Songwriter. If you are interested in being on the podcast, you can email me at BadSongwriterPod at gmail.com. If you're enjoying the show, we'd really love it if you would rate, review, subscribe. Writing a review really helps us out. Hope you have a good week. Thanks. Bye. Over the this is my last defense Calms me down, bends me up